Hello, and welcome to episode nine of the God Cells podcast. I'm Eric Marola. Today is April 5th, 2020, and we are well into the COVID-19 pandemic. I sincerely hope you and your family are safe and healthy during these unprecedented times. Today's guest is Lily, who was diagnosed with Lyme disease a few years back and was treated using fetal stem cells in the fall of 2019 and found relief from her Lyme symptoms. I recorded this conversation on March 13th. It goes without saying that any plans to travel to MCEL in Ukraine to continue my coverage of their work and production on the sequel of The God Cells has been put on hold until COVID-19 becomes more manageable. In episode 10 of this podcast series, the next one, released in a week or so, I will explain how fetal stem cell therapy could potentially be added protection for anyone who contracts the virus, given the extraordinary immune-boosting properties of the therapy and the types of fetal stem cells injected into you, namely the fetal liver cells, which at the time of harvesting are the foundation for the body's bone marrow and thus our entire immune system. If you want to be alerted of my new podcasts, and are not on my mailing list, you can simply visit ericmarola.com. That's E-R-I-C-M-E-R-O-L-A.com and sign up. I only send emails once a month at the most when I release a new podcast or have something important to share. I hope you enjoy episode nine of the God Sells podcast with me and Lily. Hi, Eric. Hi, Lily. How's it going? Good, good. How are you? Excellent. Pretty crazy time we're living in. <laughs> I know. I'm, I don't mean to laugh. It's we're just all, a, we're all uh, we're all getting ready to get uh, locked down with the coronavirus here, Pennsylvania. Yes. <laughs> yes um, my trip in April has been canceled, um, and a lot of patients who were going to meet me there, and people I was going to film. And I just got word this morning that uh, Ukraine's border in 48 hours is going to be locked down for two weeks. I think they're one of the few countries with hardly any cases. I guess they're just yeah. Pretty... I was going to say, do they have any there? Well, according to the Johns Hopkins, um, you know, map, I don't know if you've looked mm-hmm. at this link, there's only one case, but, um, you know, I wonder with the shortages of test kits worldwide, how accurate that really is. But yeah, so you were diagnosed with Lyme, right? Yes. Okay. I went, I was bitten by two ticks, mm-hmm. one in 2015 mm-hmm. and one in 2017. And I got Lyme disease in 2015. I took the antibiotics and recovered. The second tick I got bit, I came down with Lyme disease again. And um, I recovered. But then a few months later, I started to get these strange headaches and weird rashes on my face and stuff. And, um, you know, I never really felt well. And then in August, you know, shortly after that, probably about six, seven months after that, I, I got this horrible vertigo attack. And that freaked me out because I had never had vertigo before. And then all these weird neurological symptoms started happening. And then they said I had mono and Epstein-Barr and all these other things. So I wasn't really sure. You know, I really don't know what it was. It, it was. It all stemmed from this tick bite. So it could have been Lyme. It could have been one of the co-infections like Bartonella. Because a lot of the times it's not just Lyme. There's other things when these ticks bite you. There's these other strains of different bacteria and viruses that can get into you, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, so I was pretty desperate at that point because the doctors couldn't help me. Even the Lyme literate doctors were like, here, take these antibiotics for the rest of your life and maybe you'll get better. Maybe you won't, but it really wasn't helping. So, um, 
I was just researching on the internet. I came across your God Cells documentary, and um, I think I, I had emailed you a couple of times prior to that talking to you about it. Mainly, I went for the neurological symptoms. I was having a lot of neuropathy in my feet, um, dizziness, vertigo. Um, that that were that were kind of the main things that really were not going away. Um, so you had neuropathy in your feet, some dizziness. They just weren't going away. Yeah, and I mean, I got so I became disabled. Like I couldn't walk. I couldn't drive. I was so weak. My I had like these this muscle weakness. Um, my hands, it was almost, it wasn't like Parkinson's. It was, it was kind of just like my fingers would twitch weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have Parkinson's, but, um, it was just, it almost seemed like it was Parkinson's cause sometimes my fingers and stuff would just twitch and I had no, I, I had no control of these, this weird twitching. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just weird. And, and that's typical of Lyme. You get these weird symptoms that you can't really explain, um, and any, every, anybody with Lyme will tell you that, you know, sometimes one day you wake up and you'll be fine. And the next day, you know, you've got some other kind of weird symptom that pops up and then that goes away and something else pops up. It's, it's kind of elusive. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. and then, um, yeah, that's what I, and I had talked to you about it cause I wasn't sure about, you know, uh, Ukrainian airlines. I was kind of like, Oh, sh- is this? I've heard bad things about this airline, but you said, no, they were great. And they were, the flight attendants were great. The food was great. The airplane was clean. It was on time, yep. you know, no it's, issues. It's, and even hmm? at JFK, I was running late and I thought, oh, I'm going to miss my flight because I had gotten stuck in traffic. And they're like, oh, don't worry. We'll, we'll hold the plane for you. You're in business class or whatever. We, we weren't going to take off without you. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I was shocked at the customer service. It was so good. Yeah. So, uh, they're, they're not bad for anybody listening. If you fly Ukraine, the trick is don't have layovers. <laughs> so for direct from JFK to yes. KBP is the trick. They do lose luggage. That's where a lot of their bad reputation comes from. And I have had luggage lost by doing connecting flights with them. That's really the only downside. They don't have 24-hour phone service, but, you know, you, you know, they, whatever. Yeah. But for I the, did everything online, so yeah. I had no issues with, with anything. Uh, if I needed, if I asked a question, I had, um, I think I emailed them through their website and they got right back to me. Yeah. Then you're, so. that's, that's the way to do it. That's the, but for the price for business class with a bed, you can't beat it. I mean, it's worth I it. I know. Yeah. It was, you know, even the, the premium economy was still, you know, it was okay, but I mean, I couldn't imagine that, that. I mean, it was like nine hour flight. So yeah, I couldn't imagine being <laughs> crushed back there for that long a time. But I mean, people were doing it, obviously. My but. first trip there was economy. Uh, uh, I don't think I flew Ukraine, but I still did the ridiculous economy all the way you know, from LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's, that's tough. Yeah. That's, well, I saw your God cells and I saw the people with you know, I thought maybe there was some underlying autoimmune thing going on, not diagnosed. I don't have a diagnosis of any autoimmune thing going on, but it does run in my family. So I thought, well, you know, my mom had died from complications with lupus a couple of years prior. So I said, oh, maybe I've got some underlying thing going on that, mm-hmm. you know, nobody really, I wasn't really tested for. So I said, I'm just going to go get the stem cells. I'll tell them my symptoms. It was ma- mainly going for neurological treatment. Uh, for I told them all of my neurological symptoms, the dizziness, the vertigo, all of that kind of stuff were my main. The neuropathy in my legs and feet uh, were really bothering me. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they basically said if it's structural, like something 
in your back, like if it's a skeletal problem or, you know, a structure with bones or like, we really can't help you. It's not going to do anything. Right. So I said, okay, fine. You know, I'm still, I'll still do it because, you know, it would rejuvenate the rest of my organs, hopefully. And then, um, you know, I went there and I had, Sergey was great. He was my, uh, my driver and yep. my, my helper at the airport and everything. Yeah. Great guy, spoke, spoke English, really nice guy. He's my guy too. Um, he's my favorite. Yeah. He's <laughs> super nice, yeah. super helpful. Um, I got there, you know, he was right there waiting for me at the airport, picked me up, really nice, brand new Volvo, took me right to my hotel. The hotel was great. I think it was the Senator. Yep. Senator Maiden, he's yep. called. Senator Maiden, yeah. Really, really nice hotel, really quiet. Um, I'm very sensitive to noise, and I don't sleep well, so I, I was worried about it being noisy, and it was completely really quiet. Uh, really nice hotel, good breakfast in the morning. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a great experience. They came and picked me up from my hotel every day, brought me to the clinic every day. The doctors were there. Everybody spoke English. The translators were excellent. I had no question, no, didn't have a hard time understanding anything that they were doing. Um, I was afraid at first, you know, and they were, did a good job because, I, you know, I, I was worried about, you know, the shots in the stomach and stuff like that. But it didn't, it was a little, you know, it hurt a little bit, but it, didn't, it wasn't that bad. It went away. Yeah. So I would do it again, you know, it wasn't <laughs> the bad, like that is painful as I thought it was going to be. So. Well, yeah, I'm there again. Well, I was supposed to be there in April, May, and June again, um, but I don't know with this coronavirus what's going to happen. I think my April trip has already been canceled as far as the airlines go. So, but tell me, um, I'm really obviously so like neuropathy is something I hear a lot that tends to go away. I know from my both of my parents that have had it, um, their neuropathy went away. Like did mine wasn't from. I wasn't diabetic. I know your dad was had gotten it done or something for his feet, right? The, yeah, the correct. Diabetic neuropathy. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what my what was causing mine. And a lot of times with Lyme disease, there are there is weird neuropathy or weird tingling in your hands and feet, and you have no way of knowing where it's coming from. So I thought maybe you know the Lyme or the Bartonella or one of those co-infections maybe damaged something in my brain, and it's maybe the stem, stem cells would rejuvenate it because supposedly the lime, you know, I've heard it eats the nerve, the nerve sheaths, the nerve endings. And then, so it, it causes that kind of weird, weird, um, nerve pain mm -hmm. and nothing was working for it. You know, Tylenol, I could take Tylenol, I could take Advil, nothing was touching this nerve pain. You know, it was not even dissipating in a little bit and it was really getting annoying. So, um, I went and um, got the treatment, came home. I felt really good the first couple of days. You know, um, I felt really good after I went in the hyperbaric oxygen chamber. That, that really kind of brought me back uh, to life a, f a couple of times. And then I went home, and I didn't really feel anything. You know, I, I thought, well, you know, it was worth a shot. I was willing to, to spend the money to, to get my body rejuvenated. I didn't really feel a whole lot. Right. I didn't feel, I know like, you know, some people are just like, oh, I went out and I ran a marathon. That didn't happen with me. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it took about, I would say, probably into the third month, the third to fourth month, I started to feel better. Um, the neuropathy started to, to, to fade in my legs and um, I started to feel um, a little more energy. I was able to hike up uh, the mountain by my house here. 
I went all the way to the top and came back down, which is not a, which is a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I still wasn't, I didn't, I still didn't run any marathons. I didn't get that kind of energy. Um, but I was able to do a lot more in my daily life. I wasn't getting any pains in my, uh, the bottom of my legs when I would, uh, lean, kneel down to pick something up. I was getting my, my, I think it might've been some kind of circulation issue in my lower legs that, that were, I was having a problem. So I was getting pains in my calves and stuff and that, that doesn't happen anymore. I can, I can kneel down like to get the, um, clothes out of the, the dryer and stuff like that that doesn't, it doesn't hurt anymore. So, um, a little more mental clarity, you know, I was able to, you know, pay attention, speak better, think better. Um, that's, that's pretty much it. There was nothing that really, and the neuropathy is pretty much mostly gone now. Every once in a while, if I stand on my feet too long, or if I have a long flight and I'm working it, um, you know, I'll feel kind of a little bit of pain at the end of the day, but that's normal, yeah, that's, you know, for me. That's totally normal. How about the vertigo? Uh, the vertigo is gone. Okay. Um, the dizziness is pretty much gone. Uh, like I said, when I get tired or, you know, like I said, I have a really long day or a long flight and I'm dehydrated, I might feel a little bit of dizziness, not vertigo, but it's just a little, because I'd always have, I'd have this feeling of like, not dizziness, but like just not feeling, my equilibrium was not perfect you know right. it was just there was something going on with my ears and I don't, I don't know the the inner ear stuff and I went for treatment for vertigo physical therapy but that wasn't helping it wasn't doing anything so um yeah the vertigo is gone now I don't have it at all anymore um I think it was it may have been related to some kind of candida infection in my my right ear but I'm not positive I don't really know because um, I had also started taking some after the stem cells. I'd also shortly after started taking some uh, different um, anti-yeast kind of fungal uh, supplements and things like that. So and it cleared up after that. So um, I'm not sure if it was the stem cells or that, but I, I seem to get better after the stem cells. So that's great because um, you know they always tell you give it three months to have like to start noticing yeah, it things. Took a while definitely took a while and I'm in the ninth month now I think it's been nine months and I'm still okay you know I'm still my my energy's waning a little bit now but I'm still functioning fine I'm working you know I, I have um, a seven-year-old I'm taking care of him so you know I'm able to do everything that I need to do uh, whereas before I was really struggling to, to even keep up to get to work and just you know every day doing just everyday stuff like cooking dinner and laundry, that kind of stuff. Right. Well, yeah, because um, like some people have really quick responses. And especially like for me, because I went without uh, without needing to go for any specific ailment, like it was within a month I started noticing this sort of like recharge um, with everything that you mentioned, mental clarity, energy, and everything. But you're a perfect testament to why they always say three months. Like whatever needed to go on inside of you needed three months of those things, grafting and, and multiplying before you noticed it. It seems so counterintuitive. You're like, you know, because after, yeah, I, I don't blame you. You're like, after a month, you're like, okay, well, it was worth a I shot. I was like, after a month, I'm like, oh, I hope, I hope we're going to work. I, you know, it's like, I hope I didn't waste all that money. And, <laughs> you know, but it was like, you know what? I felt like I was dying. I was dying. So at that point, I didn't care how much money I spent at that point. I would have mortgaged my house if I had to, to, to get the treatment. If, if, you know, because I didn't have any other options. There were no other options for me. 
so this was kind of like my last hope to to get to get something done because mainstream medicine didn't have anything for me and um the uh the, even the alternative Lyme doctors couldn't really help me that you know they can give me herbs and they can try new treatments and stuff like that but well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's kind of why I continue following um, their work and the story um, because it's just like there's so many people that have tried everything and there's just nothing left. It's obviously really sad when, when they do spend the money on this last resort and it doesn't do anything for them, that, or at least what they were hoping. But yeah, that is sad, yeah. yeah, but at least it that's kind of why I do what I do and just um, let people know that there is this thing out there. And a lot of people have gone there for various reasons and this was something that gave them relief. Um, you know, it's not cheap. I have to go a long way, but, um, but that's, I'm really glad to hear it. Like as far as like the circulatory issues you mentioned earlier, I'm sure, you know, but what, one of the great things about the cells is that they build new small blood vessels and new capillaries throughout your entire body, which okay. obviously for legs, it's a really important, you know, have better circulation. And it, that's one of the reasons, one of the reasons I think it's so good for neuropathy and helps resolve that. And of course, I think that probably has something to do with, um, the, the sharper mind and better focus. You're getting more oxygen to the brain as well and as everyone gets older all of that diminishes anyway and this just gives you a whole new set of them um you know it's fascinating yeah i'm 47 so i was definitely feeling the decline with the age i was definitely feeling yeah you and i are the same age so yeah i can i can i can speak for that absolutely yeah yeah i, I personally I, I mean not that i wasn't able to get things done before i started doing the cells in 2016 but I've been like a, a powerhouse. I mean, the, the fact that I'm juggling this, uh, you know, working, still following M-cell patients, um, and then also working on this other movie that takes place in Europe, and then everything else in life without uh, missing a beat. I mean, it's just crazy. That's <laughs> like, amazing that know, you're able like, to do all that. It's exhausting just listening to hearing <laughs> stuff you're doing. But it's also exciting. And um, and plus, I'm just, uh, I've also just been super happy since I started doing this cells, like from a mental state. I've just been in such a good place. I haven't been sick once, um, you know, not even like a flu. I can't remember the last time I like had a fever. That's, that's what, that's the other thing. I haven't been sick. There you all. go. Like, yeah. I have not been, my husband and my son, you know, I have a, a, a kid in school, so they bring home all kinds of germs. They've got sinus infections and colds and everything. And I don't want to jinx myself now with this coronavirus, but well, here's... You know, hopefully I, I have not been sick at all since, since, uh, you know, last winter. Yeah, I, no, I, that's... I that alone is worth it. I mean, I, did I tell you that I walked around after uh, my second treatment? I was at home for about, th I don't know, it was only about a month after returning home in 2017 that I walked around for like three weeks uh, with, a, with a sore throat, and it turned out I had strep and didn't know it. Did I tell you that? Oh, no, no. I yeah, so, I, you know, 2017, got treatment number two, and then, you know, off to my life I go. And then about a month later... So talking about maybe two months into it, but a month later I started getting a sore throat, but it was like nothing bothersome. I was just kept going about my business and it wasn't like your typical sore throat, but it was just kind of there and sort of this nagging thing. I didn't have any other symptoms. I didn't have coughing. I didn't have a fever. I didn't have anything, but it, where enough time went by, a good three weeks where I just, just walk, I have an urgent care and walking distance. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just walk over there. I called him up and said, what's your waiting list like? Or what, you know, they said, oh, you can get right in if you, I told him I live nearby. I go in, they swab my throat and they looked at me and then they, they were like, you have strep. Excuse me? <laughs> like, like, how long have you had this? You know, three weeks. And uh, they couldn't believe it. 
And um, so, of course, they had no choice really at that point to give me an antibiotic. But the point is, I really attribute that to the cells. I walked around symptom-free with the exception of this tiny little sore throat thing. I mean, I've had strep. It's it's hideous. You know, you're, yeah, you're laid I mean, out. Yeah, it really hurts. Yeah. And so that, okay, that combined with um, this coronavirus, as you mentioned, understanding the science behind it, if it's accurate, where the virus gets in and starts destroying your lung cells, the regenerative power of the cells, um, I can't think of a better way to fight against that. Uh, not, I'm not saying fight against getting it. Getting it is something you know you can't really avoid if you're exposed to it. But the regenerative power of the cells, because your lungs, the lungs are such big organs, and if they give you uh, some respiratory and lung cells, not not to mention all the cardiac cells, that you know, like I'm looking forward to getting there this year, um, again, mainly with that uh, thought in mind, because if I end up with a virus, which we have like a 50, 50 chance now of getting, nothing could be a better uh, sort of safeguard yeah. and armor uh, to have these cells constantly rejuvenating your lungs while the, the virus is trying to destroy them. So that, I mean, it's great, especially for older people. But the problem now is of course, getting there <laughs> because of the travel restrictions. Right, right. Yeah. If they shut down all the air, tra the air travel, that's right. Mm -hmm. um, one other, one, since you were talking about lung stuff, um, one other benefit I had from the stem cells was I was, when I had gotten, I've always been kind of chemically sensitive to like strong smells and perfume and car exhaust and things like that mm -hmm. really bothered me. They would give me headaches and like some things I couldn't even, I would start choking like if I smelled car exhaust. Mm -hmm. And now I don't have that anymore. I mean, I'm still a little bit sensitive. I still don't like strong perfumes or, um, you know, uh, you know, you know, uh, hairspray and, and stuff like that. But um, I can tolerate it now, whereas before I would be choking and couldn't even be in the same room with someone that was wearing really strong perfume or anything like that. Um, and the car exhaust I, in jet fuel, which I'm around a lot, the smell of burning jet fuel, it was really bothering me and now i don't it i still don't like the smell of it but i can tolerate it now so it's it's interesting how um the cells make you stronger in, in ways that like these subtle ways that you don't really notice yeah because so you realize you're not i'm not coughing up a lung because i you know smelled car exhaust or something like that right it's no it's 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 uh, remarkable how subtle it is because it's biology you know like if you get a headache and pop a Tylenol, your headache generally goes away fairly quickly. You know, if you have a hideous cold and you're just sniveling and sneezing and you're having trouble sleeping, NyQuil usually knocks that out. Of course, it's just a Band-Aid, but quickly. But the cells are so slow and gradual. It's just so hard for people to wrap their head around. But that's also what I think is so interesting. This year will be my fifth, I believe. Yeah, fifth treatment. Um, and so I'm, I've gotten used to, like, what to expect. And, you know, but it never ceases to surprise me you know, weeks later, month or two later, like, wow, that, well, that's different, you know? Yeah, that's and cool. I didn't even realize that that happened until the other day when I had started my car up, and, you know, it's that first, when the car first starts, it really s smells kind of bad before the fuel starts burning clean. I did I wasn't choking at all. That's great. I mean, I was like, wow. I, and I inhaled, like, a big gulp of it because I was in the back of my car. So, I and it, I just, and I don't know how long that was going on for. I mean, I could, it could have been, I, I just noticed it now, nine months into the treatment. So wow. we'll see how long it lasts. I don't know. I'm, they they actually recommended uh, when I was there, the doctor said you probably have to come back in nine to 12 months for another treatment. That's what yeah. they, they told me. And that's a recommendation, so. obviously. You don't have to. But yeah, I mean, right. that's, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, are there any other, do you go to the, to a regular doctor at all? I, I ask because I was wondering if there's any blood tests that have changed or any sort of like, uh, you know, things that you can measure. You know what? I didn't really, I haven't had to go to the doctor. I haven't really been sick, um, or haven't had any issues. Um, but I don't, I don't really have any blood work now to, to back up anything that I'm saying. Yeah, I didn't I, really, I haven't got, I haven't gotten, you know, you know, occasionally I'll get my vitamin D or my B12 levels checked, but that's about it. Well, I guess that's a good thing if you haven't needed to go to the doctor. Yeah, so. I, I really haven't. I haven't had any any real issues with anything. So I haven't, like I said, I haven't, I haven't even gone to just not my Lyme doctor or my regular doctor. I haven't had a cold, no infections, nothing. I'm good. I've been good. I, like I said, um, hopefully with this, everything going on, we, we stay healthy. So. Absolutely. Yeah, that the yeah for me just the lack. I know. I mean, yeah, just to not have to deal with that sort of annual cold flu anymore. That alone is worth right. it. And this has been like the only year I haven't. You know, normally every year I get something in the winter time, whether it's you know an ear infection or a you know sinus infection or something like that. But I haven't had any of that so far. It's remarkable, isn't it? It's just crazy. It is. Yeah, I usually, you know, and especially with having a young one that's bringing home all this stuff from the, the little kids coming home because they're always, he's he's been sick for a couple of times this year already with stuff. So I'm like, I'm waiting just to get it. So, but I have not gotten anything. But like I said, my, my husband's going to be going for the stem cell treatment, I think, for his knee. Okay. So when, when, when the airlines start working again over there, so... Uh, We'll, we'll see. He's he's a bit older than me. He's in his 60s, so he definitely needs a lot of uh, regenerative things. He has a knee problem, so uh, that he needs he would actually need a knee replacement in mainstream medicine. Mm -hmm. But so I'm hoping the stem cells can help his knee. Yeah, it probably will to some degree, but it can't replace. I know nobody wants to do surgery, but it can't replace something that would require surgery. Unfortunately, I mean, it can just yeah. only regenerate the existing cartilage make it real flexible again, um, probably relieve inflammation and things like that. But depending on the structural problems with a knee, I mean, it can't, you know, totally fix right, that right. entirely. I understand. Yeah. yeah. Right. Obviously, let me know. I mean, would you guys go together if you did it? I don't know. We'd have to find out, you know, because it's so expensive. It's probably only going to be one all right. one going because yeah to have two that's that's way too expensive well obviously let so. me know because i'm going to be i'm you know again i was supposed to be there like every month back to back for a week uh, april may and june all that's going to be pushed back now until this but i mean it would be great i mean we could, i'd like to meet him and, and i can show him around we'd say the same hotel just like with you, you yeah know, we, yeah, yeah so, that'd be great he'd yeah. like he'd like that cool he's he's interested in the whole stem cell thing just money wise it's just been really ex you know tight with Things, yeah, so of course. Save, save up for it. No, it's not easy, really. It's not cheap. And now with this whole market going sideways, it's just not doesn't help. Yeah, either. yeah, yeah. Well, with Ansel, I, I, owe, and my sister is in this boat as well because she has a back injury and is looking into and possibly getting stem cells in this country, mm -hmm. which are not fetal stem cells and don't work as well. Um, you know, I tell people like it's it's the wave of the future. You can't. I mean, there, there, there are, I mean, it's, it's even in this country that with the cells that are available with M cell, you're getting the best of the best, you know, um, you, you can't, when you have no other option, if you have, you know, autoimmune disease, which they can't do anything for, or, or all of these other diseases like Parkinson's and 
the damage that Lyme disease does to bodies and things like that, there's no better way than to go go with stem cells. And even if you if there isn't anything wrong with you, if you're getting older and you're feeling those aches and pains in your body and, you know, things are happening, you know, just from age-related decline, I mean, you, you got to go get stem cells. I mean, there's, it's just it regenerates everything in your body it, you, you just feel better everybody's going that way it seems every day i see more articles and more advertisements for stem cells stem cells stem cells and you know i don't see mcell advertising at all yeah i mean they don't have to right i mean they've no. had enough people come and just on their word of mouth you know well, they don't need to advertise there's a few reasons over for th- there sorry. it's like top doctors top everything you know the the best of the best the best doctors the best care the clinic's beautiful i i would just highly recommend it you're you know, just from being there you're aware that there's a brand new clinic now right yes okay. i did see that uh i didn't i i was still there during the the old clinic was still being uh, the new clinic was still being built they were still in the old one but yeah. the old one was beautiful too sure yeah, the beauty of these cells, I mean, the stem cells has become sort of the Wild West, almost gold rush. Um, and unfortunately, most people just see the term stem cells and they sort of put it in all to one category. But with fetal, you know, you're getting the building blocks of the entire human body at the, you know, harvested at the end of the first trimester versus the adult cells in America, which, you know, are fine for a lot of things like, you know, for simple things like inflammation and pain and maybe some joint injuries. There's some good results out there. Um, there's no question. But, but it's sort of like apples and oranges when you compare your own cells being spun, which are just from your blood or your fat. Um, and, you know, it's easier for those cells to kind of become a muscle cell or deal with inflammation. But if you have a cardiac issue or nerve problems or, you know, Parkinson's, I mean, those are not really going to do anything. And you mentioned Parkinson's. This is important. I mean, we've been talking, I've been talking about this and so have they for a long time, but they started doing this. They are starting to use epidural uh, injections, injecting the neuronal cells right into the spinal canal for Parkinson's, MS, uh, Alzheimer's, spinal cord injuries. And this is new. They started doing this in November. They've been doing it, testing it for a while, but they finally started offering it. And one guy who I'm going to have on, I, by the way, I'm going to include this in the new documentary. I decided to broaden it beyond just uh, type 2 diabetes. Just sure. seeing all the other things that are going on, I just I decided to shift gears. That's kind of what that we all do when I try to make take projects, things change. I'm still including type two, but I can't not cover the spinal injections. So this one guy who had been going for Parkinson's two years in a row, had the traditional sort of protocol you and I had, but he had the spinal injections in December, and he said it was a, it was a huge difference. He he was driving like heavy equipment. He has like an he's like I guess he does construction. He was able to operate the ex- excavator again. All these things he hasn't done in a while. He said it was like he kept going back because it obviously helped him, but not like this. So that I mean I, I, this is really super exciting. But you talked about the fact they don't advertise. It's not just that. Not only do they not need to. I mean they basically have a monopoly on this just by default because it's the only country on so earth. They have the- Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, there's there's other competing Ukraine clinics with fetal stem cells on the door, but they're they can't harvest them. They get them from like the black market of India. It's terrible. Um, M cell, you know, but also M cell, they don't they don't want to be salesmen. I mean, with the Wild West, everybody, you know, come get our stem cells. They just don't. they, They they don't believe in that. You know, they they not only do they have enough clientele. But they're just they're just honest scientists that believe in what they're doing. They put their focus in the research and treating people, not in 
you know, putting billboards up and, you know, you know what I mean? That's just, that's another reason why I sort of fell in love with them. I just couldn't believe the integrity in these folks. Um, you know, just and incredible. And I look at it this way. If people, if, if, if it didn't work and they weren't as good as they say they are, all these people wouldn't be going back there. Right. Because it's expensive, you know. It's, yeah. it's not something that you just do. I mean, at least for me, it's not something that you just do because you feel like it. You yeah. Know, it's, it's a long flight and it's a lot of money. Yeah. And, you know, unless you're super rich, I mean, it's it's not something you would just be doing randomly just because you feel like it. And all of their clients travel from out of the, I mean, out of, out of I mean, from from Asia to through Europe, to throughout the United States, everywhere, Canada, um, repeatedly. I mean, every year, not all of them, but you know, people that mm -hmm. can afford it and where it works. And um, not to mention, you know, if yeah, if it didn't work. They've been doing this since the 90s. They started in a one-room hospital in a state hospital. And all of these people would be online, and there would be all these people saying, oh, this place is a scam. It doesn't work or whatever. Right. But I've, I've seen nothing but good stuff. Yep. I haven't seen one negative review anywhere, nothing negative said about it. And I did my research before I went. So sure. I didn't find not one negative thing about them anywhere. And then you couple that with the fact they just erected a brand-new $10 million lab and facility and clinic facility, you know, um, with their own money, there's no there's no bank loans, from what I understand, using you know, the money that they had saved, you know, to reinvest in themselves. And the new lab was built from the ground up, and will be, not that it will do them any good, other than it just sort of looks good, and it's just good. Well, it does everybody good, but they uh, are hiring consultants from Europe to make sure the lab is up to Food and Drug Administration's uh, standards, um, you know, standards. So at least they have that in case it somehow one day it does progress. Since they built the lab from the ground up, you know, they had consultants to go, okay, build it this way. This is this would be legal in the U.S. if if, if fetal stem cells were allowed. You know, mm -hmm. this is what we would consider okay that that we would check off all the marks to say, okay, this can go to clinical trial, for example, because your lab meets our standards, for example. So that's cool. I mean, they wouldn't be doing that if it didn't work, you know. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. All right. So, um, all right. If you decide to go, obviously, like I said earlier this year, let me know. Um, we'll see how this coronavirus thing pans out. But I mean, it's super exciting, uh, Lily, because um, we had met like a lot of people, and then we ended up meeting each other in Kiev. Uh, like we, like you said, we had dinner, and we've. Uh, this is our first time we've spoken verbally since I saw you last June. And um, it's just, it's fun. I don't know when I'll ever stop doing this. I'm looking forward to continuing to go there. And uh, not to mention, I'm working on another movie uh, that I've been working on for a while, but this I'm really focusing full time on it this year to, to get it done. But um, I'm glad we were able to connect. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting work. I'm looking forward to, uh, to your work in your second documentary. It's been, it's been quite an adventure. Yeah, yeah, it has been. And who knows, maybe we'll see each other sometime this year at the new clinic, who knows? Uh, for yeah, that it. would be so. great. All right. Well, um, thank you very much for coming on, and uh, I look sure. forward to staying in touch with you. All right, great. Take okay. care. You too. Please tune in to episode 10 of the God Sells podcast, which will be released on April 10th at the latest, where I will discuss how and why fetal stem cells not only protect you from extreme harm from pathogens like bacteria and viruses, but also potentially against the life-threatening symptoms of COVID-19. I'm Eric Marola. I'll see you next time.